I got the moves. I got the moves. I make it moves. I make it moves. You gotta move. You gotta. She made that back move. Damn. She made the titties move. God damn. I make the city move. I do. I make the city move. I do. My unpopular opinion, and please, listeners, allow me to elaborate fully before you start talking shit, but. Yo, I love to talk shit, so <laughs> listeners, please talk shit if y'all need to. Send it in to Twitter, email, all that. At Real Talk BTH, please talk that shit. But go ahead, man. <laughs> well, well, my popular opinion is that I have a great deal of respect for Sean Spicer, uh, and and I kind of admire him. Um, and please, like I said, let me explain. Okay. First of all, if you're not familiar, Sean Spicer is the press secretary for Donald Trump. Basically, he goes on TV and he answers a bunch of questions. Fucking lies. It, it doesn't answer I'm gonna questions. Get there. I'm going to get there, Herschel. He answers questions. That's what the press secretary, secretary does. He communicates with the public via the press for the president. And honestly, I didn't watch the press secretary speak for Obama much. I did see a few. But quite frankly, he wasn't as interesting. So you wasn't might, inflammatory, yeah. Exactly. So you might know Sean Spicer from the parodies of him on Saturday Night Live with Jennifer McCarthy. That's her name, right? Yes. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Um, so, you know, and I think those are absolutely hilarious. Big shout to her. Big shout to um, Alec Baldwin for the Trump impressions because they're <laughs> they're on point. But um, so Sean Spicer, first of all, again, I have to say, I do not condone going on television and lying to the American people straight up, which he did on his first day in office when he lied about the inauguration Um the population, the people that were at the inauguration. And, you know, he does that from time to time. Probably, probably not just from time to time. Very often, he just goes and he just blatantly lies. Okay, yes, I do not condone that. But, first of all, his boss, Donald Trump, has created a very aggressive environment for him. Whenever Donald Trump is on TV, the press is coming for him. Whenever his, um, his advisors or his staff is on TV, the press comes for him. And Sean Spicer, who is supposed to be his direct communicator, the press is coming for him. So the environment already is aggressive and hostile. Okay. Secondly, Donald Trump says stuff that he doesn't elaborate on. And via Twitter, via Twitter, via every media uh, form of medium or media medium. I don't know. <laughs> media works. Uh, so, you know, Donald Trump already says a bunch of aggressive, hostile shit. Now, now, I need the listeners and I need you, Herschel, to do a little mental g- gymnastics. Okay. I personally don't think that Sean Spicer talks to Donald Trump every day. Because I don't think that Donald Trump has it in his schedule to be able to talk to him. Sean Spicer is too low on the, on the um, hierarchy or the uh, totem pole to have his ear every day. So if Donald Trump says some dumb shit on Monday night and then the press secretary comes on TV on Tuesday, he has to explain that without having spoken to Donald Trump. So not only he's getting a barrage of questions by the the press, okay, not only does he have to support the president at all turns, because I don't care who you are, Republican, Democrat, rural, conservative or urban uh, liberal, there are things that you're not going to agree with him on, on with Donald Trump on. And I'm sure Sean Spicer, there's some things that he doesn't agree with, but he has to support him. And he does it absolutely masterfully. So so let me give you an example. There was at one point where um, Donald Trump said that he was going to have to use military force 
inside the cities or whatever when you know he was Chicago, talking about Chicago and stuff. The feds. Right. And apparently that's not legal or you're not supposed to use military force unless it's like actually warranted. You're only supposed to use the police force. And so Sean Spicer comes on the press on, on TV and then they're like is Donald Trump actually going to use military force inside the cities? And I think Donald Trump has said this a few hours or maybe the previous day. So, like I said, I need you to just do a little mental gymnastics and assume that Sean Spicer didn't talk to Donald Trump. So he's supposed to go on TV and defend Donald Trump and explain his statements while supporting him fully to the press who's just throwing questions at him. And again, he does it masterfully. Again, I don't condone him lying on TV, okay? And yes, he does, like... I would say 40% of the time, he, he's not doing it that well. He's not doing his job that well, and he just kind of just yells. But 60% of the time, he's actually up there answering questions. And like he'll take like 15, 20 questions every time he goes up there. He's answering questions. He's answering them fully. They might not be the answers we want to hear, but he's answering them fully. And the president does not do that. Straight up, the president does not do this. Even Obama, he 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 has a press. Obama had a press secretary, but even once in a while, Obama would take questions and he would take the fire, because if you have a point that you want to make, you have to be able to back it up. You Obama would take the fire, not all the time. His press secretary does that. Does that? But Sean Spicer is taking all of the heat from Trump, and he's eating it up, and he's handling it masterfully. So the unpopular opinion is, I respect Sean Spicer, man. He's out here killing it. Yo, <laughs> straight up. Straight up. Thank I you. I feel Thank you. you. I feel you. And I, I'm going to disagree. Uh, <laughs> I have to disagree. And I'm sure a lot of listeners are also going to disagree. Okay, I will agree with you, though. I mean, it's an unpopular opinion. You're right. Okay. I will agree with you, though, that he his job is hard as fuck. Yes. Like, absolutely. that is first and foremost. That's probably the hardest job in the nation. Um, It's, it's the toughest job any uh, press sec- secretary has ever had to have particularly because of the positions that, you know, Trump puts him in. I disagree with you, though, that he's answering these questions fully. He is now he is doing a great job of deflecting and goddamn kung fu and martial arts in his way out of these motherfucking questions and just finessing and finding a way to not respond or make the the reporter seem like the villain or the bad guy in a lot of these situations um, and, and making himself seem like the victim, just like, yo, this is just my job. I got to come up here and no, I haven't talked to the president about this yet, but I'll get back to you. Or, you know, just just doing a great job of deflecting. Have, do you know how much he makes? I looked this up. Do you? OK, uh, I'm going to I'm going to ask you before and I'm going to ask you after. Would you do his job? I would do it for Obama, not Trump, because it's, it's too hard with Trump. Because Trump, the shit Trump says is way too inflammatory. Okay. You can't, like, per, well, Sean Spicer, I don't know about him, but there's too many things on Trump's agenda that I disagree with. So it would just be hard for me to just even, like... How much would Trump have to pay you for you to do the job? 500 grand. Straight up. Oh, wow. not, that's not even considering bonuses. Spicer makes 172. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, but it's also not enough. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I I 1000 percent agree. I would do it for Obama for 172. I would do it for Obama yeah. for a hundred. Well, not a hundred. That's how much the the staffers are paid. That's that's their their cap. So um, okay. I I don't remember all of the secretary positions or whatever, but uh, they make 172 until that that cap gets raised mm-hmm. per you know presidential order or or what have you. The right. government goes through its its due process or whatever. Right. But yeah, that job is incredible and i mean you know somebody has to do the job i think that's one thing that we have to realize um he couldn't just get any old body to do it and for the most part sean spicer 
has grown on me in terms of like initially i was like yo who is this fucking guy get him off my tv right now like why is he up here not answering questions uh badgering and berating uh reporters and shit but he's he is stuck in there and that i must admit is admirable um what is interesting though is every president um so this this started they started having press secretaries in like 1918 i think um and they've had them ever since for the most part and you know particularly more in recent years presidents will have more than one in their in their tenure um obama had two uh i I forget what the the most recent guy's name was but he was actually voted by the press to be one of the better press secretaries they they have this little award or whatever yeah and you know, I don't, I don't know the criteria that, that goes into it, but I think it already speaks volumes that we don't know this fucking guy's name. We, you couldn't name a different press secretary from any previous presidents because even exactly. Bush had some wild shit that he said and somebody had to come out here and, and speak to it. Um, but of course, also most of those presidents also, well, all of those presidents came out and spoke to the media themselves. They had press conferences. They, they talked. Trump hasn't done that for obvious reasons because he know he's about to get cooked every yeah. single time. Exactly. Um, okay. You know what? As far as, you know, what you said about he doesn't answer the questions fully. All right. You know, that I can concede. And I think he does a pretty good job of answering questions. But I suppose the the the, the admirable aspect of it is that he's not he's going up there and he's doing way more than the president actually is doing. The president is not leading in this regard because the president will tweet a bunch of crap. He'll say a bunch of crap that's highly inflammatory and. You know, uh, I mean, it gets the media talking, but he doesn't come out and defend it and he doesn't explain it. And he expects freaking Sean Spicer to do it. Like when Trump yeah. was tweeting about Obama wiretapping him, like a good three, four weeks. And even now, still, they were asking him, what is the president talking about? And Sean Spicer would deflect like a motherfucker. I'm like, yo, yes. how can you be so good at deflecting? He should be paid a separate salary yes. for deflections. Like, yes. So, you know, okay, maybe he doesn't answer the questions fully. I think that's more to do with the president not giving him information. But when he when it comes, you know, crazy nonsense like uh, Obama wiretapping uh, Trump before the election, him going up there and somehow explaining it or deflecting or whatever. I mean, I think that he's doing a pretty good job there. And again, I don't condone him going on TV and lying and saying a bunch of and supporting the inflammatory nonsense that Donald Trump spews. But he he does it masterfully, in my opinion. What I think is really admirable is he always walks into that news conference knowing he's about to get cooked. He always has a smile on his face. He has a smile. He makes a stupid little joke just to be like, yo, I'm cool. I'm I'm in this. And then they start cooking. He's re- they yeah. start cooking yeah. and he's he gets flustered. You know, it is what it is. But he holds it down. Um, That is absolutely admirable. Um, And that's a pretty good uh, unpopular opinion. I like that. He's one. always ready to go. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, what's the next one? What you got, Herschel? So... Um, since we touched a little on politics, this isn't like an incredible unpopular opinion. Um, but we've actually discussed in the past, uh, you know, the life stages of like what makes you an adult, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's like this checklist of particular things that you have to do when you're, yeah. you're self-sustaining, you live in your own house and, and a bunch of shit that, yeah. you know, essentially determines you as an adult human being or whatever. Right. Absolutely. Um, what we recognize is, um, you know, over time that's that that viewpoint has changed, right? Uh, you know, in the in the fifties, it was a little different than it is than, than it was in the eighties, and of course, even more different than it is now. Um, and of course, you know, the fur- further back you go, et cetera, et cetera. My unpopular opinion is, eighteen is too young to vote. 
Um, to follow that up, my second unpopular opinion is 70 is too old to vote. Boom. Yo, and I will, I'll get in to explain these. I, I just wanted that, that effect right fast. Wow. So, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to add to that. Okay. This is not my unpopular opinion, but the humble popular opinion of James, who's been on the podcast once previously, he's our resident life expert. He said that there should be a intelligence test Ooh. for voting. And I told him that's going to exclude a mass number of people. And yeah, it's you gonna can't be, do that. It's going to be racially uh, yes. skewed, but but he makes a pretty valid point. Now, let me ask you, Herschel, and I'm sorry to cut into your segment. Do you feel that someone should vote if they don't know who the vice presidential candidates are? Man, you know what's crazy is it used to be that they didn't have vice presidential candidates. It was two people running and whoever came in second became the vice president. That's how the system used to be until partisanship became such a significant thing that they were like, all right, no, we need to have this guy, you know, running on the same ticket, et cetera. Um, To answer your question though. And let me ask you another question. Okay. What percentage of the population do you think knew? And also we'll even go down to the state which they represent of the vice presidential candidate, the names and the states they represented. I'll tell you now. I don't even know where Tim Kaine is from. I think uh, is it Maine? Mike Pence. I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember. Mike Pence. He's from Indiana, right? Yes. And right. they don't like him. Right. So, so if what percentage of the population do you think actually knows the answer to those questions before the presidential election? Twenty. Do you feel like if you don't know, you should be able to vote? Because that's that would be a very simple intelligence test. Yeah, but it's, I mean, just like you said, man, oh man, that kind of like threw me because it, it's, it's, it's going to be skewed. It's going to be oh, yeah. uh, racially Absolutely. skewed. Absolutely. Um, oh man. Because then you can start defining the intelligence says just, you know, because, you know, you're like socioeconomically uh, disadvantaged, you know, but anyway, yeah. we'll get back to that. I have no idea. Tim Kaine, by the way, uh, is Virginia. That was okay. totally wrong. And so there you go. Like you, how would we know? Um, so yeah, I mean, back to what you were saying, you said 18 is too young and 70 is too old. See, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here's the thing though. Uh, just to, to real quick, Donald Trump wasn't representing any, he wasn't a politician. He wasn't representing any, uh, state previously. He had no political experience and he just came in here and finessed like a motherfucker. So yeah, no, I, I, man, maybe there should be some type of test or, you you need a high school diploma at least or it's it's got to be something bare minimum it's got to be something bare minimum and even still you're excluding a lot of people yep. um most definitely fuck you and you can't have taxation without representation if if you remove the vote from people you'll have this country wall out you you cannot like even my idea is uh revolutionary and and would cause a lot of of problems but so so my 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 idea though is uh, because of the way we recognize adulthood these days, um, you know, you're an adult at uh, once. Once you move out, once you are self self sustaining, mm-hmm. wh- what age would you say that is? Around 22 now. You know, you you've graduated college. You're not on. You know, you're funded by your parents. Uh, Even uh, I wouldn't. Is he, is he higher than 22? Well, the, I'm pretty sure me included. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm. 
No, I wasn't. I didn't move out when I was 22, but mm-hmm. I moved out very shortly after. But still, 22, a lot of people are still being supported by yeah. their parents. So would okay. Let's 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 for uh, podcast sake say it's it's 24. Right, that's enough time. You are still um, under your parents' health insurance at that time, though. Yeah. So even the government is recognizing, yo, these people are not old enough to truly fend for themselves until right. they're 26. Right. Um, but they can still make these significant decisions that affect everyone um, across the board. Um, 18 year olds are not allowed to buy purchase alcohol. But it is old enough to send somebody to war to die for you. Um, like physically at 18, you are big enough and strong enough to go fight for this country. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yes, I, I recognize you couldn't, you know, remove these people's right to vote. Um, but I think 18 year olds are not worldly enough to be making those significant decisions. Um, I don't think the education, most 18 year olds, I'm not going to say, oh, there are some who are well-educated and, you know, mature enough to be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, I can, I can see why this or that or that or this, you know, I was, I voted for Obama when I was 18, you know, the first time I was voting and everything, um, salute, but I didn't know everything that I probably needed to know about politics. I I did know about the two candidates, uh, uh, John McCain and, 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 uh, Obama and was able to compare and contrast, but I know I was in a particular position. Um, I had enough of an education to to know what was going on in the political scheme or the p- political spectrum. The majority of the country does not. Um, even though you know, in this day and age, we have uh, Google and and shit where we can look up damn near everybody's history for the past you know ten fifteen years, whatever they've been up to, whatever wild shit they've been saying. Not that I guess it matters these days. Um, but yeah, so the other the other side of the coin is uh, seventy and up. These people are making decisions. So, so first off, the life expectancy for an American um, is, I believe, sixty-five for men and sixty-eight for women. Women do live a little, little bit longer. Um, people who get into their seventies and eighties and etc. are making these decisions for the population. And yes, it does sound terrible to say, "Ah, oh, we don't expect them to be around much longer" or anything like that. You, you know, that's obviously a an unpopular opinion in and of itself. But I feel like those people lived in a different world than the current world the you know every couple of generations the world essentially resets nobody remembers you know what it was like to really go through world war ii and and see the tragedy and devastation of having uh, a leader who is crazy radical and has the means uh, uh and access to the power of a nation like uh the united states does with our military uh strength you know germany had all those tanks and and you know the prowess to, to essentially take over other first world nations. Um, nobody remembers the the terror and torment that 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 time in history had. So we end up repeating it and and doing you know dumb shit and making poor decisions and leaders. These seventy year olds are out of touch. Essentially, it's 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 sad to say, but you know that's that's how the cookie crumbles. And I wouldn't want somebody who doesn't live. Uh, well, it's, this sucks because it, you know, I guess it's the nation that we're voting on. There are people in like the middle of Kentucky who live completely different lives to me, but we still are voting on this same guy to run the country. Um, yeah. maybe we should all just vote more for our particular state and local government. Uh, more often that that have a bigger effect on us. Um, maybe there should be fewer people who actually elect the president. I guess that's the electoral college, but. We see how much bullshit that is. 
So I don't know, man. But I don't think everybody should have the same vote. It's it's dangerous. It, what happens is, yeah, what happens is you get into a situation where you have a populist come out and he says just enough of the right things to just enough of the right people. And you end up in a wild situation because they like what he was saying. Yeah. They like that he was different from all these other people that were actually keeping your infrastructure safe and intact and moving things forward. Yes, yeah, slowly, but surely um, yeah. when you have some radical shit, there's shit to fear, you know? Yeah, most definitely, man. Uh, you know... I don't have a completely harsh reaction to that to those opinions and uh you know I, I just have to say our president sorry the president of this nation whom I don't claim um is 70 years old so he's like 72 I think no I think he just turned 70 or he might even still be 69 but you know like as far as what you were saying about 70 year olds shouldn't be allowed to vote I mean our president is 70 so yeah, you know that's something to consider. But uh, as far as eighteen-year-olds, you know that that's a very legitimate um, argument, and you know uh, some adult development stuff that I've read tells us that the age of achieving adulthood, which in some developmental context says that it's defined by five uh, life tasks. One is uh, moving out and living on your own being financially independent, getting married, having a children, having children and finishing your educational um, endeavors, whatever. So going to college or master's, whatever. So after you complete those five, then, well, actually they, they say that completing three of those is when you achieve adulthood. And then when you complete five of those, it's like, you know, actually make that final step into mm-hmm. adulthood. But uh, research shows us that the onset of those life tasks are later in life more in the 30, 35 year old range. So, um, and if you look in some psychology research, counseling research, adolescence actually goes until the age of 24. Now people consider adolescence to the age of 24, uh, 25 is when young adulthood finally starts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as far as, you know, actual adult development, there's a very legitimate claim for what you're saying. And I really think it just comes down to, do we think 18 year olds are capable of actually handling adult like responsibilities? Because that's, what's always been the old sort of like understanding is that 18, you move out. And I don't know anyone who moved out when they were 18. Okay. Maybe they moved to college, but when they were came back home, they came back to their parents' house. Yeah. When they graduated, they came back to most people came back to their parents' house. Yeah. So I don't think you can consider 18 like the age where, you know, you're just free and an adult at this stage. Yeah. And, you know, I will say one thing, though, that's sort of a counterpoint to your unpopular opinion is for a lot of low SES 18 year olds, they. What's SES? Socioeconomic status. Okay. Um, yeah, they. uh I believe that they need a vote because they may be forced or required to sort of like not be inside that childhood framework anymore because their family and their parents just can't support them. Mm-hmm. And so they we need that sector of that vote so that we can elect the appropriate uh, public uh, officials to represent them. You know what I'm saying? Or... Maybe they are working and they still live with their parents, but they are supporting like half the family. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like half of their income is supporting or 
their income is supporting half of what the family requires, you know? So they're, so yeah, they're still living with their parents, but they're in full, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're adults, you know what I'm saying? So I think that we need, our population needs to, that section of our population needs to be represented because even as soon as you turn 18 for these people, like they're adults, even before 18, they're adults, they're working, they're supporting their family or younger siblings or something. So they might not be like, fully to the age where we expect you to have achieved adulthood, but they're doing adult like things and have adult like responsibilities. Yeah. But I, but at the end of the day, you're not fully developed as an adult when you're 18, despite being able to go to war, smoke tobacco or vote. No, you can get porn and get porn. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I feel what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. Sorry. I feel you, man. It's, it's an unpopular opinion and I don't I don't think it's going to come to fruition. It'll be interesting to see how society recognizes adulthood moving forward cuz this shift is it's real. The other problem is biologically, you know, that people are adults. You know, they've gone through puberty, you know, women can have children at I mean, really at uh the super young age. Uh, is it it's well, I guess whenever they have their period, but you know, that shit is yeah, crazy. Absolutely. Um, you know, they people initially just took an arbitrary number and ran with it at 18. So that's yeah. what it seems like. Definitely. All right. So uh, that's unpopular opinions. We're going to try and get on some some guests to come talk more about some unpopular opinions. Uh, maybe someone who can support this or no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, contradict this unpopular opinion of mine. But. Um, I believe that LeBron James's career already right now is greater than Kobe's. And if LeBron James wins the championship this season, then it can't even be questioned. You know, right now, maybe there's a little bit of an argument. But as far as I'm concerned, LeBron James's overall career is much greater than Kobe's overall career right now already. That's my unpopular opinion. Now, are you taking into account like... Later in LeBron's career, like him just kind of like waning the way Kobe did and was just out there being trash. Are you taking that into account? Yeah, yeah I am okay. taking that into account. And I'm saying that right now, even if LeBron has the same down swing that Le- that Kobe did, yeah, that um, LeBron's career is greater like right now. So everything that LeBron's done already is greater than Kobe's. So whatever happens after is just going to be added. And you, yeah, LeBron can have a horrible downswing, but it's not going to take away what he's done already. So, uh, Would it take away if there was an HGH scandal? <laughs> Sorry, man. I had to throw it out there. I am one of those conspiracy theorists that believes that LeBron James uses HGH. Why do you think he's taking all these damn trips to Miami, man? Middle of the season. Fuck is going on? Because he here, probably bro. has a house there, a house full of HGH. Yeah. Oh, okay. First You're goddamn of all, right. If that did happen, if that did happen, it would take away because no one else has had an HGH scandal in the NBA. Yeah. Unfortunately, but overall, you know, I'm not even really like that much against HGH. And if you have, if you want to learn more about that, you can go listen to one of our original unpopular opinions. Talking about marijuana being should be legalized in the NFL, which, by the way, so many people have been talking about on TV. Yes. And we were the first. 
I'm just saying. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's been all over the television. Uh, freaking first take. And, and, uh, and now that Jerry Jones wants to freaking talk about right. it. Anyway, I digress. Um, another unpopular opinion is that I'm a supporter of Lance Armstrong. I don't think what he did was like fully fucked up. Because the whole sport was doing it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Still, at the same time, he dominated. Like, he still yeah. had to go out there and cycle. He wasn't just fucking around. Yeah. So, to be honest, for that hot take from for LeBron, like, because there's so much finesse involved in basketball, it's not about strength, brute strength. You know, HGH isn't the the greatest drug to try to keep you, you know, yeah. at, at the top tier for, for basketball. Um, yeah. So, HGH is best used... Recovering from injury, right? And what we know is this guy LeBron never ever gets injured. He got cramps one time in the finals when the AC was off, but any other time, your man's has been good. So I think there may be some plausible, you know, use for him to be using HGH. I mean, he's already taking games off, but man's has already has way more minutes than than uh, Jordan's entire career. Um, you know, that's a lot of basketball mileage. So it could potentially benefit him. That's that's all I'm really saying. You know, let's just just follow the the connect. Let's connect the dots here. That's all. I, I'm a connect the dots guy. Let's let's just take a look and see what's really going. When on. When I connect the dots, you know what I see? What do you see? LeBron see? is just a specimen. Okay, look, he's just a freak of nature. All right. Okay. And you know what? This is just the way it is, and that's why LeBron is better than Kobe. And you know what? If LeBron wins another championship, I'm going to just be honest and real that I think LeBron's better than Jordan. All right? Okay. Yeah. We are going to have to get some other people in to uh, argue that with us. Exactly. I totally agree with you. Um, but, yeah, that was a pretty good – another pretty good unpopular opinion. Right. I, I heard that you had a, a story to tell, Herschel. Yeah. So, this is like – it, it kind of goes off of my uh, be petty uh, unpopular opinion a little earlier. Um, so, you know, I started school this semester and everything, and everything's been going great. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, you got to elaborate, Herschel. Okay. So we out here getting degrees, man. You can't yes. say I started school. Right, right, right. So I, I, uh, I'm I, in public health school. Um, I'm at, over at Georgia State, man. You know, it's all good and everything. Um, I could not go back to Emory and take on even more loans and just kill myself there. But, you know, everything's been going cool. It's, it is a different school environment, but it's whatever. So... There's this one dude in uh, two of my classes who never fucking takes notes, right? He just sits there. He just sits there and stares and, you know, he's. I, I'm pretty sure, like, he's not just, like, memorizing everything that goes up on the board or anything like that. Um, but this fucking guy is over here. So, um, one day he does actually ask me for a pencil. No, 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 no. So, we're having an exam. Um, this guy comes in and asks me for a pencil. And my first thought is... My man, you you came to the test and you didn't have you you weren't ready like you weren't prepared like what's what's going on here and I, I obliged him and but I also say like yo my man I need this back like I hand it to him I'm like yo I need this back so I'm taking my test I get finished before him and I see the teacher actually has some pencils and stuff up on the desk in front and I'm like and I hand my shit in and I grab one and then I'm like yo bruh and swap it out like well he's taking his test because I don't give a fuck right um yes be fucking petty hold people to a higher standard so. The next class comes around the next week, right? And again, this guy never fucking takes notes. I don't know if it's because 
uh this these couple of times he he decided to ask or whatever um or if it's because he just never brings a pencil or whatever um but he asks the chick next to me he doesn't ask me this time he's like oh excuse me can i borrow a pencil and she reluctantly is like mm, i guess i mean and she you know nobody uses fucking regular pencils these days everything is a mechanical pencil she gives him the wild like regular like number two pencil and i'm like oh man because she obviously doesn't want it back she's like yeah you can keep that uh, don't fucking talk to me anymore whatever right and I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, I'm so glad this fucking guy didn't ask me because I would have to tell him no. I'm I'm of the mode now where it's like, yo, be petty, hold people to a higher standard. Um, yo, if you're going to come in and never take notes or whatever, he's, he does this in both classes. Um, yo, I can't help you. You you have to find somebody else. Yeah, maybe I'm being an asshole about it and being petty, but bruh. Hey. You, and this is grad school, my guy. Right, you need to. Bro, like, where, what are you thinking? This is the whole time you're saying that I was like, man, I don't even see how you this is happening in grad school of all things and all places. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. I suppose what you're saying might be unpopular. Where you know you are personally making it, you taking it upon yourself to not oblige him. Yeah, it doesn't and, benefit me in any way to help him or to hurt to to not give him anything. Right, and and you know what. You're right, man. You have to hold people to a higher standard so that they can finally achieve it. And not just this, but many things in life. And you know what? That's the final unpopular opinion, which hopefully is not too unpopular. And you know what? At the end of the day, we're ATL's realists. we always going to keep it real. Man. Give it to you real. Yo, so, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out once again on Twitter, uh, Facebook Live, um, Gmail, fucking uh, at Real Talk BTH. Once again, that's at Real Talk BTH. Real Talk BTH at gmail.com. Hit us up. Holla. Holla.